Welcome to Movies, Brews, and Rants. I'm Tyler, and I'm joined by my co-host Jeff with the occasional guest. We are old movie theater co-workers who love movies and drinks, and we love talking about them. Each podcast, we choose our drink and a different movie to go over, unless it's part of the series. These are all of our own opinions, so take them as you wish and enjoy What's up, Craig? Matt, I love his I love his voice, little robot voice. <clears throat> oh, let's see, guys. It has been a minute. It really has. We've been, you know, life things. Uh, welcome to Movies, Brews, and Rants. I'm Tyler. Uh, just jumping straight into it. Uh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking Terrapins tonight, man. This is my new favorite beer. I'm not gonna lie. And <laughs> did I tell you the story about how I, I got started drinking Terrapins yet? No. What what is it? Is it some shitty IPA or is it a lager? It's 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 an it's an IPA. Oh my god. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk to y'all later. Unacceptable. <laughs> no, but it's it's actually really good. It's actually really good. It's made in it's local in Athens. So it's actually it, it it's phenomenal. And and it's getting some good it's got some good traction behind it. But the funny part is we went to a bar in Athens, me and Carly did because we had something to do down there. And we're sitting there and I get I get a Guinness like I always do. If they have Guinness on tap, I always get Guinness on tap. And uh, then she comes back. She's like, "Hey, what do you want else?" I was like, "I don't know what. I, just you know, just find some, find something for me. Just surprise me." She's this girl's probably maybe pushing 21, 20, 21. and she, me and Carly, are just sitting there. She comes back. She's like, "Here, have this. This is my dad's favorite, and you remind me so much of my dad, and <laughs> you're gonna enjoy this." And I just kind of sat there for a couple minutes, just like, have I finally reached that point where I start to look like people's dads? It's a thing that happens. You know, the converse is not living long enough where you find yourself, you know, reminding people of their father. And then, you know, that's kind of bad. And then my next my next statement to Carly was like, if I remind her like her dad, she definitely has daddy issues. Gross. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, that was funnier than it should have been. Uh, what what you got over there? Uh, I am on. Uh, it's 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 cold here, so I am on to some uh, some hot winter jack with a little bit of a uh, bird dog peach whiskey. Cause I know that's your favorite, and a cinnamon stick, and it is toasty. Sounds actually phenomenal. It's very good. <clears throat> well, this week we are talking about uh, knives out. All the old knives. Uh, all the old knives. Talking about all the old knives. Um, spoiler alert: There are no knives whatsoever in this in this film. Accurate statement is accurate. This is this is. You know what, Jeff? Go ahead, go ahead and say a few pieces of it real quick. <clears throat> well, I, I evidently I'm in the minority of folks, but I enjoyed this movie. Um, it was awfully OD'd on flashback, but when you're telling a story the way they chose to do so, it's kind of hard not to. Um, 
it's basically like the CIA discovers that one of their agents leaked some info um, that cost people some lives uh, during a hostage situation. Um, and you know, years later, they go back in and they try to, uh, you know, figure out who the mole was that gave information away. And they send uh, an agent that, uh, you know, is quote unquote cleared of all wrongdoing to go back through and to run these folks down. And uh, he has a reputation for getting things done. Uh, it's CIA wise, so it's, you know, dirty. <laughs> most of the time um so it was uh it was chris pond is the principal uh he's the guy that's being charged uh, by his cia boss to go around and figure out who did the thing um uh, Thanning, uh newton is in there as well and that was another cia operative at the time and uh she is his love interest and you know, you, you know, you're led to believe that it's quite possible that she was the mole as they start going back through everything. Um, but it was, it was good. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a, a lot of it. Like I said, it's when you, you when you start you know, telling your business history, and you're telling stories to people, and he's asking people what happened. You get different viewpoints of the exact same scenario multiple times which can be a little laborious as a storytelling venue, like the way they choose to do it. But to me, there's no other way you can do that. You know what I'm saying? You can't really go back and tell the story from different people's point of view uh, and see what else is happening, at least not in any non-experimental filming type of way. Um, if, if you guys think of a movie that does it better, then please let me know. I would love to watch it. But this one basically just is like he's, you know, he's going around and, you know, trying to shake people down for info uh, on what's happening. Um, <clears throat> scene that where he goes, are you accusing me of being a traitor? He told the guy, if I was accusing you of being a traitor to your country, uh, we would be in some Romanian basement with two very large men holding you down. You know, <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, yeah, well, there you go. I got he's just here to ask questions, but uh, he's willing to go that extra mile just in case. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. You know, the way they the way they chose to tell the story, it, they they it did a good job. Like you said, it was very flashback heavy. But ultimately, I feel found it boring I found it the entire thing boring until the last 10 maybe 10 minutes of the actual film and then I was like no I'm done with this I can't do this anymore well to me like what it did it told the story and it was meant to engross you in the how they were feeling and the situation they were in but it lacked the conviction to draw you in enough by giving you reason to, to care about all these motivations for people. And they kept, you know, they had banding names around all oh, so-and-so got radicalized after yada, yada, blah. And then they just threw that out. And then the story they told was, uh, it was awfully quick 
and uh, it seemed disingenuous at some level. And then at the end of it, the, 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 you know, the last you know ten minutes or so, as uh, as everything fires into a conclusion, it's supposed to give you that shock gas moment of oh no. Like and then as realization comes to your place, the problem is it drug on so long to get there that you're just like and credits roll it up. Even though that still gave me that bit of like oh shit moment, and, you know, tying up and and putting everything together on on a phone conversation that was being had uh, by 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 that was taken to someone. Uh, to have a conversation with, and then the, she was on a cell phone at the time. Like, and, and it, it shows you the other side of it. So that aspect of the flashback storytelling from a different perspective had to be there. Otherwise, the the shock, quote-unquote, uh, ending wouldn't have been there at all. True. So there's something I really, like, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the the perspective that they gave from that on what, violence against people can do on the danger that people put their lives in the GIA assets. I mean, Spy Games did a little bit better job of, of letting you know how dangerous it is to play in that world of international espionage. <laughs> um, but this one, I, I, I enjoyed it as far as a cat and mouse, you know, type uh, spy thriller. I, I, I enjoyed it. It doesn't take a lot of of actual actions just takes death by a thousand cuts. I mean, that's how espionage uh, and the intelligence agencies work. You make surgical strikes on people and then you use people themselves as an asset just with information and knowing when to be somewhere or when not to uh, is an extremely powerful tool. And to me, I enjoyed a lot of this, you know, because of, of that little bit of intrigue there. But it's not it's not everyone's cup of tea, uh, or a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. If you saw the movie, if you saw the movie, you'd get the joke. Yes. Um. That's... But you know, trying to keep it spoiler free is hard. But you know, I'm trying. I'm trying hard this time. You know, it, to me, it's worth the watch. But realize that you can't watch this movie half assed. You can't be like on your phone or talking to someone. You come in the room full hard, full hard. You got to put yourself into it, and I'm paying attention to what's happening on screen and these small, minuscule, you know, sayings and words, and the way that they offhandedly address certain people and situations. You have to pay attention to all of it in this movie, otherwise. You're not going to be left strapped in your head because they're going to spoon feed you, you know, a, you know, a, a small portion of it as a recap as as the movie, yes. you know, reaches its finale. But it's not enough to make you excited about it. So you can't be distracted. You got to be on your movie watching game oh, yeah. to get the most out of this movie. I um I don't know. See, I do agree with that. Like you can tell their mannerisms, like the way they're moving, eye contact, and the the way they held looks and stuff like that. You you could tell it was it was done very well. My whole thing though is that it did not need to be an hour and forty minute long movie. That just that didn't need to be a thing. You could shorten it up, and you still would have gotten your point across. Yeah, I. 
like I'm like I'm a 90 minute movie guy. Like if I'll, I'll and if you can't tell your story within the confines of that, um, maybe change forms a little bit. I understand the length of the movie and the epic nature of some things lends itself to a longer particular setting. Um, but movies like this, when they when they when they when they get over a hundred minutes, are right there at it. It starts to get long in the tooth. And then, then that's the thing. When you're adopting a book, you know, to a movie, and you give, like, the writer of the book, you know, a, a say in it, it becomes very problematic. Yes. Um, it's just... Oh, oh, shit. I, I, you know... Was the... Did the did the writer of this book was he did, did he have anything to do with this movie? Um, I don't know. Writer Power uh, was the guy that wrote the book, and the book's like seven eight years old, I think. What was his name? But uh, Steinhauer. Uh, Olin Olin Steinhauer. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It was directed by Janice Metz P- Peterson uh, and written by him. So he wrote it. Who wrote it? Steinhauer. Oh, did he? So yeah. he, it was. Uh, it was his book. It uh, is based on 2015. So it's his book and his screenplay? Yes. From That's what this is. Okay. So, now I am being that, like. Wikipedia, so I could be wrong. <laughs> okay, but uh, to, to me, like when, when, sometimes when that happens, the writer of the with the source material and the screenwriter should should be different people. And I know some people say, "Oh, they messed up the source material." Well, sometimes the source material doesn't translate well to the screen, guys. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and sometimes you go way or the other way. Uh, I'm looking at you. Oh, Abraham Lincoln, the vampire. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love that movie. What are you talking about? That movie sucks butthole. The no, book is amazing. You know what's even better? What's that? Pride, Prejudice, and Vampires. No, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, That's man. That's what it was. That's what it was. Zombies. I could. It's been so long, I forgot. You know, it is what it is. Fantastic movie. You know, I'm I'm appalled you don't like Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, but you know, that's something we can dish out another time. But uh, I'm I'm actually kind of disappointed, Jeff. Oh well, I'm disappointed that you that you didn't read Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. I've never heard of that day in my life. Yep, that's a that's another uh, classic with uh, you know the addition of something else. So instead of just sense and sensibility, you get sense, sensibility, and sea monsters. It's okay. What's wrong with sea monsters? Nothing. I, I enjoyed that type of satire. The problem was, like, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, the book, it grabs you by the throat, the cha- uh, you know, uh, two pages in, and it never let go. It, it never lets you go. It didn't allow you to become uh, jaded by the awful things that are there, or it, or make light of some things. 
uh, it took itself seriously and made you take itself seriously, which is hard for a book that that was such a ridiculous concept uh, to do. Like Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, uh, it was so tongue-in-cheek, book and movie, that you know, you're know you laughing yourself through it at some level. That's why um, not, not so much with uh, Abraham Lincoln. And I... I, and guys, I know we're taking a long road here, but what I'm saying is like the guy that wrote the book and wrote the screenplay, he probably should have had someone else help him do this because, and I, I, I say that like maybe the book is exactly like the 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 film, but I promise you, when you're reading it, the pacing is vastly different. Yes, though book book to theater translation is always miscued. It's always it's always wrong. They try to they try to match the speed. They try to slow it down in the movies opposed to what is in the books. Uh, most books, like you said, go tremendously faster than than than, than you do in a theater. Which I don't understand why. You think it'd be the other way around. I, I think it's it, you know, they they want to add things in there to make it their own when they're doing movies, and if that's to try to draw you into a character or to expand action sequences or to tell another story to add another quote unquote layer, um, and sometimes it's just asinine wrong sure. thing to do. But this one, the it, it, like I said, if you'd have clipped fifteen minutes off of this and pushed the pace a little bit, um. I think we wouldn't have been hurt by that, nor the story would have either. Um, there's just some sequences that don't really matter. Yeah, like we didn't we didn't need to discuss how beautiful Carmel by the Sea, California, is with the uh, old girl when he met her at a restaurant, <laughs> quote unquote. And so that, that aspect of it, and you could have done a lot more. Uh, let me rephrase. Chris Pine and Danny Newton are both capable of pushing more emotion into those sequences that they had, but I understand they're both playing cagey because of their past training. Yes. But it made it feel they're both slightly cold and alien towards each other at some level, and, and they were, but the passion in which they had for each other and his uh, response uh, and, and ultimately the reason that they find out the motivation behind the, you know, treasonous moles action. Um, those, those are left hollow. And I understand it's been years when, from their sequence from what they, when, what happened, happened, uh, and then them being in that restaurant, but man, it felt like it felt like a lot more time had passed. Like I think it was like eight years or something, you know, eight or ten years or something. Or something. It, was, it seemed like it had been like twenty-five years. Yeah, it was like some thing in high school, and then you see her when you're in you're when you're in your mid fifties. I mean, it seemed like a long time had passed. It's like a fond remembrance, sort of, but then. Not really. It's just like that's a thing that probably happened, and then go about your business. But it is, it, it's, it's weird. And then there's sequences where they push 
that relationship at the table when they're talking, and it and it seems forced at that point. But then you realize it pretty much is, but it just didn't come out very sincere, regardless of their motivations. Sorry, no, that you're not wrong. You're not wrong about it at all. It. I don't. I don't know. It's. I know you're fighting for this movie. I know you really enjoyed it. I. I just. I did not. I. Pacing was just way too slow, and they. They honestly could have taken thirty out, thirty minutes out of the movie, and still gotten their point across. And at some point, I was waiting for the High Sparrow to come up and start whipping them. <laughs> well, High Sparrow was shitting himself in in London, still thinking about you know that guy dragging him off to some Romanian dungeon somewhere, but. Uh, Hello? I think you cut out. Hello? F? Good. Hello? All right, let's run that back again. Here we go. All right. So, taking from the point, there's plenty of things they could have done to make it visually interesting, to hold your attention better, which would seem to push the pace a little bit more. But I completely understand. Like, it was... It was work to get through this movie in places, which sucks when it should be a thriller. Yeah. So I completely understand how that could be miserable at some level. I don't. I don't know. I had to. I was full force on watching it, and I'd get about fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes in, and I re had to restart the movie three times. Jesus, man! I, it could not hold my attention. It's this. This is for you know. You know, you got a bad ADD or whatever. This is not a good movie for you. It's slow. 
and extremely <laughs> boring, and it doesn't hold your attention. Okay, no, it doesn't hold your attention at all, and it doesn't. It's not gonna. You know, what? spoiler alert. Three, two, one. It did not get good until the end of the until the end of the movie. The last ten minutes, when you found out that oh. He is the freaking rat because he saved his the love of his life's life, and she ends up leaving him. So what what else do you want? Like that's that's the best part of the whole entire movie, the plot twist at the very end. So uh, other than that, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It thirty minutes shorter. I may have liked it a little bit better. I, I can see that. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely can. Uh... Can, can understand then the pacing, you know, is is off putting. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. But it's like, don't get me wrong, man. It's like, it's better than mid, but not much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What um, we definitely what, what, we definitely watched worse it, movies. I will I will put it that way. Yes. We have we have reviewed and discussed and uh, pulverized more worse movies than this. Um, what, like I want to say, is better than mid. I'm ta- I'm not talking like a C. Like it's like I don't know. It's probably. I, I think I probably liked it more than most people did, and I think Tyler probably despised it more than most. <laughs> so I don't know, like. I like it, it's probably mid sixes on everything, maybe a little higher, but not much. Mid sixes, you're going mid sixes, okay? Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, um, Rotten Tomato, the critics, uh, 64%. Mm-hmm. Uh, the audience gave it a 45%. Okay, so I'm right in line with the critics on that one. That doesn't happen very frequently. Oh, you're like best friends with the critics today, apparently. Evidently. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, IMBD. uh, Sorry, I I got on a tangent. I was looking up uh, the uh, the, uh, High Sparrow. See what else he's been in. Um, But what (laughs) <laughs> uh, IMBD, you said mid sixes, uh, six one. I mean, close enough. Look at that. I feel good about that. I feel good about the rating. I think it's probably fair. Um, who the what else? Jonathan Price. He was in. That's the guy that the he's the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like. He was in Tales from the Loop. I think it was the last thing I saw him in. Um, but he's been in tons of stuff. Tons he's in, of he's stuff. in quite a bit of stuff, and he's got a bunch of stuff slated to come out here pretty soon. Um, One Life, it's post-production. Um, the Three-Body Problem, it's in post-production. Uh, S- Slow Horses, he's doing a lot of TV, TV series, uh, more than he does movies. Um, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. Um, 
He's got this movie, obviously. Save the Cinema, Stories of You and I, Tales from the Loop, uh, that came out in 2020, uh, Gone Hollywood. I mean, he stays extremely busy and keeps going. I mean, he was in a bunch of stuff, man. Like, he was in... And he's he's no he's been I think I think he was in uh, he was in Ronan, was he? Yeah, uh, he was in. I, I I think he was in Ronan. I'm fairly sure he was. Did that come Ronan. out again? Um, what's up? When did Ronan come out again? Too late nineties, and he was in like. Uh, He's Elizabeth Swan's dad. <laughs> and then he was he was in uh, 98. Oh god. That horrible ass movie. The really bad G.I. Joe ones. Oh wait, all of them? Right. He was the president. The one with- uh, he was in the president. Of- and he was also an X-Men. Well, I- was he really? Was he not? No, and, he wasn't the ex. I thought he was the uh, the guy that they the senator they kidnap. But I guess I was wrong. The um, he was in. Uh, he was in. He was in a couple of Terry Gilliam movies. Like uh, I know he was in like uh, the Adventures of Bear Munchausen, and then uh, I think he was in something else. Yeah. But anyway, Terry Gilliam movies like a whole nother rabbit hole to dive down one day. Um, but uh, to me, like it wasn't, you know, th- this movie in itself, I, I think this, the if you're in the middle for a, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you don't want to go to Taco Bell, and but you don't want to go to some asinine place that's attempting to upscale Mexican street food. You just want something that's mid. Like it's like better than just trying to fill a hole but like you're not trying to go through this whole process and ordeal of this exceptional meal, you know. Yeah. You're just like, I just want, you know, I don't want that, but I sure as hell don't want that whole experience it comes with. This is a spot filler for you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, well, you know what? He has. He's he's trying. He's trying to get you to watch it. Um, I I no, no. My answer is no. <laughs> um. Not for me. Not happy about it. It was super slow, super boring. Um, There's no knives, you know. On contrary to what the uh, the the title of the of the movie says is, oh, all the old knives. Okay, sweet. I'm looking for s- super dope old knives. Huh? Just kidding. There's not a damn knife in there. You don't even get to see an explosion. You don't like, but that's let's be honest, man. Like, if 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 an intelligence agency is going around blowing up shit all the time, that's not an intelligence agency. That's a terrorist organization. (laughs) So sometimes it happens, but I said what I said, and I'm too. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh man. Try to see what else Chris Pine's gonna be into here pretty soon. D and D. Other than D and D, which comes out next year. Don't worry, darling. I heard Don't Worry Darling was a phenomenal movie. That's a lot. 
I the movie itself was was good. It was atmospherically uh, good. It had so many plot holes and reasons to go. Yeah, but then what? Like in that movie, it was a tour de force by Florence Pugh. I will give her that. She was exceptional in this movie. She is. She's. She's a very. She's a very odd-built young lady, but she was literally made for 50s dresses. Like, a super high waist, so you don't see that, like, her, you know, cervix and her throat touch. <laughs> like, she actually looks like she's actually a full person. And then it's, it's to me, it was, it, was, it was good as far as her acting goes. Um, Harry Styles wasn't bad, even though his accent slipped a time or two. Yeah. Um, when he got super emotional uh, into stuff, Chris Pine was just kind of physically present. He had one conversation that mattered. Um, otherwise, it was it was it looked really pretty. Olivia Wilde, cinematographer, uh, made her look amazing as far as a director goes, but the movie itself, plot holes galore, <laughs> bunch of dumps to go with it. So it it had issues. Um I would I would watch all the old knives before I'd watch Don't Worry Darling again. Take that for what what you what you will. You know, I I don't I I have it on my list to watch. I do. I have it on my list to watch, and so I will watch it. I'm just not. Ex- I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> also, Chris Pine was Spider Man or Peter Parker uh, in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Yes, didn't know that. It's kind of he did well. He he did very well. Like you know, you're like, who's this guy's voice? You know, <laughs> figure out. Oh, it's James Tiberius Kirk. Yeah. For the three movies we got from them. You know, gosh, Lens Flare. Lens Flare. You know what movie Lens. Uh, did not do well? <laughs> What's Love that? Old Knives. It sucked. <laughs> I'm not letting this go. I'm very adamant about it. It was horrible. It was too slow. Ah, so slow. Well, that's why they make vanilla and chocolate, man. And not everything is for everybody. But to me, I'd watch it again if I had to. I would. I enjoyed watching the first time. But I don't need to see it again. I'll lose a pinky toe before I watch it again. Well, there you go, folks. <laughs> but right in the middle. And, and in all fairness, it's probably wasn't as bad it probably wouldn't have been as bad no i don't know i i i i'm not even gonna try it no it was bad bad. it just wasn't for me did not capture my attention at all like i said until the last 10 minutes and last 10 minutes of an hour and 41 minute movie or an hour and a half in before you get anything juicy or good and you know that may be just me being a generic American wanting shit to blow shit to blow up. I 
I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> so, he said, I guess we'll sign off for this one, and we'll try to run it back again, man. Oh, guys, it has been great. It's been too long. Um, I mean, I don't even remember all of our shenanigans. Follow us at Twitter at mbrpod.com. At NBR Pod, Jesus. <sighs> Drinking all day. I've been doing this for a while. It adds up. It is what it is. Nah. Um, yeah, follow us at Twitter uh, at NBR Pod. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, tell me if I'm an idiot for not liking this movie. That's perfectly fine. Um, tell Jeff he's an idiot for liking this movie. That's totally fine as well. It's, it's your choice. Um, you know, free speech. While free speech lasts on Twitter at this time and age, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, give us a haul. Y'all take it easy. Bye, Craig. If you enjoyed this podcast, look out for more wherever you get your podcast. Please leave us a review for how much you loved it, or if you hate it, just let us know. Subscribe to get notifications. Follow us on Twitter at NBRPod. If you have any recommendations, send us a message and we can work on that. No copyright infringement is intended. These are the opinions of a few guys who love movies and drinks. Just having a blast. Thanks for listening.